0: Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio. 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search the Rob O'Donnell Show. It's 46 degrees and mostly sunny here at 308 on this Friday, January 12th, 2024. A lot going on today. I'm going to let you know right off the bat, unless it was put out officially by the Pennsylvania State Police or the Scranton Police Department, I don't want to hear speculation. I don't want to hear what we've heard. I don't want to hear uh, what we're guessing. Um, There's a reason why the OPSEC, it's called operational security, is so tight when it comes to this investigation. First and foremost, because they want to get it right. They don't want to cut any corners. They want to cross every T, dot every I, and make sure everything is done correctly. So... uh, Please bear with the professionals as they do this professional investigation. Uh, that's going to be my call. That's what we're going to stand for. Yesterday, we did not. I did not put out any information that was not officially put out, and I'm going to continue to do that. There was a press conference today just after noon at Scranton headquarters, and they identified the police officer. Now, I, I had the information yesterday. I had a picture yesterday. I know who it was, um, but wasn't going to give that out because it wasn't official information there's there's a protocol to this and that protocol needed to be followed and i respect that so the the scranton police identified the officer who is in critical but stable condition after being shot in the head as detective kyle gilmartin a nine-year scranton police detective veteran assigned to the major crimes unit and auto theft task force Uh, he's 34 years old and they said he received life-threatening injuries early Thursday when a suspect opened fire on the police in Scranton's west side. Now, in 2021, then-officer Kyle Gilmartin received the 2020-2021 President's Excellent Award from East Coast Gang Investigators Association. Uh, I also found out that prior to his service with the Scranton Police Department, he was a part-time police officer with the Duryea Police Department. Department back in 2013. Prior to beginning his career with the Scranton Police Department, he also worked as an officer. I don't, I'm not sure if it's part time or full time with the Old Old Forge Police Department. So this is a career law enforcement officer that has protected the communities in Northeast Pennsylvania for quite a while. Obviously, very good at his job. I was able to hear some radio traffic from the, when he was shot at the early hours of yesterday morning just before 5 o'clock, and I cannot stress enough. I I, I would really have loved to play a few. It's, it's out there. It's public information now, but due to the language in it, and understandably so, I really couldn't play it for you guys, but uh, I've listened to it multiple times. The professionalism, the training, and the outstanding work that the officers from the Scranton Police Department on the scene did cannot be understand, understated. And this is coming from someone who's traveled all over the country dealing with police departments. Um, the concise, calm information, the detailed information, what they were doing, what they needed, what was going on, who they were looking for— while they're looking for active suspects that were armed, while they have a suspect who was shot at them in custody or placing them in custody, while they're placing another person in custody, dealing with an officer shot in the head, all within seconds, I cannot understate their training, professionalism, and outstanding work that they did the morning, which no doubt in my mind is why Officer Gil Martin is still alive today. No doubt in my mind. And I hope that the city... And the state recognize those officers on the scene in the future, their leadership and their training. Truly outstanding, truly outstanding. If you saw last night, there was an additional arrest, not for this officer's shooting, but in connection with the earlier shootings that took place that morning at a... Approximately 4 o'clock, I'm using approximate number, at the 400 block of Harrison Avenue and the 300 block of Prospect Avenue. And that was the individual Jeremiah Cleveland. Uh, A BOLO, a Be On The Lookout for, was placed out yesterday, really early in the morning. I heard it when I was at the hospital at CMC just after 7 o'clock. They put on this Be On The Lookout For A Person Of Interest, and it was this Jeremiah Cleveland. They had his date of birth, they had a picture of him, and it was out there. Again, information I had yesterday that was not put out publicly for a reason because they were looking for him actively. Didn't need to tip him off, his friends off, or anything like that. And I'll get to you why that in a minute. Um, they arrested him and for those earlier shootings, So they have probable cause to connect him to the earlier shootings in the House. And he was charged. I have his charging affidavit here. He was charged with discharging, two counts of discharging a firearm into an occupied structure. Firearms not to be carried without a license. Criminal use of a communication facility. Reckless endangering another person. Four felonies and a misdemeanor. If you saw the video of him being escorted out of the state police barracks in Dunmore into the police car. He had a grin on his face, a smile at times, a smirk. He's a thug. He's a cowardless thug. His current address is listed as Mayfield. I'm not going to give the specifics, even though it's public information out there, but his current address is Mayfield, Pennsylvania. He was arrested prior in September, 20, September of 2023. of last year just a few months ago and he gave an address then of davenport florida if you're not familiar with the davenport florida area it's just south of orlando don't know how valid that is i'm just going by the arrest paperwork that in his arrest in september of 2023 he gave the address of davenport florida what he was arrested for in september 22nd of 2023 and again this is jeremiah cleveland who has not been charged with the shooting of Officer Gil Martin. He's been charged in connection to, to two earlier shootings at this time. Back in 20, uh, 2023, on September 23rd, he assaulted state troopers, aggravated assault, attempts to cause or cause seriously bodily injury injury to designated individuals, Two counts of terroristic threats that cause a serious public inconvenience. Resisting arrest, two counts, disorderly conduct and public drunkenness and similar misconduct. Now, that is three felonies, three misdemeanors, and a summary offense. He was sentenced by the magisterial judge to jail uh, with $50,000 cash bail. And again, this was when he was arrested on September 23rd. On October 3rd, the bail type was changed from cash bail to unsecured bail, which means you don't have to come up with any money, and he was released. That bail was revoked yesterday when he was arraigned on the current charges. And thankfully, on yesterday's charges, as per the arrest affidavit under bail, There was no bail granted. Bail action reason, and this is directly from the court paperwork. No amount of bail will secure safety of society. So this individual assaulted state trooper, threatened their lives, resisted arrest, was given $50,000 cash bail, which most of us would think is reasonable. Couldn't make the bail, spent a couple days in jail, and then... Somehow, somewhere, that bail was reduced to unsecured, and he was released, released to do whatever happened in the past couple of days. And I'm going to stress again, let the investigation take part. There are true professionals handling this investigation. We want to get it right. We want to make sure everything is done correctly. We want no room. No air, no, not even a sliver for this Cretan to walk away from this. But the fact that here's someone who was willing to assault state troopers a few months ago, threaten their lives, resist arrest, is still out on the street to do at least these two shootings he's charged with earlier. Shooting at residences. And if you saw this coward, this little thug, this little nothing, when he was in handcuffs, surrounded by police who were there to protect him and keep him safe so he can have his due process, he wanted to be sarcastic to the cameras, wanted to curse, wanted to smirk, almost wanted to threaten Channel 16. I mean, that's the way I took from what he said. And this individual, Jeremiah Cleveland, uh, I believe is 19. Yeah, he's 19. He turns 20 in September of this year. Uh, The individual that is in the hospital who, as per today's press conference, is is, um, critical but stable condition. There is no information at this time on that individual as per the investigating officers. Again, don't try and find that out. Don't go with hearsay. Don't say what I heard a friend say or my friend works in the cafeteria at the hospital and this is what I heard. Let the professionals do this. Let the professionals do this. Got a text message. I thought this was America, Rob. Aren't we supposed to be innocent until proven guilty? Yes. That's why he's in perfect condition in handcuffs going for his due process. Right? It's interesting that, uh, you know, you have a 570 area code, and your concern is the due process and the innocent until proven guilty. Let the evidence come out. That's why there will be a trial. But we, cannot, we, we should not talk about, how about innocent until proven guilty? He charged two state troopers, assaulting them, threatened them, and resisted arrest. Yes, that'll get due process, too. Thankfully, his bail was revoked, and there is no bail for this case. Let the investigation go on. Let it happen let the law enforcement officers do what they do. I'm telling you, from the, the, from the moment at the scene, the radio traffic when this went down, pure professionalism, and this is from my professional opinion, pure professionalism. The investigators, the leadership that's handling this case right now, utter professionalism. Operational security is frustrating for the public. It's frustrating for the media. I get that. But it needs to be done in cases like this. This isn't a simple minor case. This is where someone was shooting at houses throughout our city, zero regard for life, zero regard for innocent life, obviously has zero respect for law enforcement because he's already been accused of assaulting law enforcement, threatening their lives, and may or may not be involved or in concert with what took place in Officer Gil Martin's shooting. Let the investigators do their job. I know it's frustrating. It's frustrating to me to see someone who allegedly it was a domestic dispute that the state police pulled up on. They got out of their car and he charged at them, assaulted them, punched one in the face several times. Then upon them securing him and putting him in handcuffs, threatened their lives and resisted. So obviously, this person. Where do you think you stand if you get in? If you stare at this person wrong, walking down the street, but yes, they are innocent until proven guilty. That's why he was able to smirk at the cameras and make the comments he did. Let the process work out. I know it's frustrating. I know we want to see justice. I know people are scared. The professionals are on this. Believe me. It's three twenty-two here at WI. Okay, we'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell show in just a minute. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on W.I.L.K. News Radio. 46 degrees and sunny here at 326. Uh, If you're not following me on social media, please go to Facebook. Follow me at Rob O'Donnell. I'm not hard to find. Or on Twitter at O'Donnell underscore R. Uh, We have a three-day weekend coming up with uh, Martin Luther King Day on Monday. Um, Official information that I get, again, officially, that's put out by the official channels. You know, I'll be posting out on my social media so you could follow it there since we won't be here to do it. Got a text message in, uh, he said, and they're meaning Jeremiah Cleveland when he was being escorted into the police cruiser. He said, I'll be home soon as he was put into the cruiser. That's one of the biggest issues with crime these days. Criminals aren't worried about consequences. Uh, you're 100% right, and that's why I go to the point that on in September he was arrested for Charging at and punching in the face one or more state troopers there were two state troopers there how many he he actually assaulted I don't know he's charged with one count Uh, he's charged with two counts of resisting he's charged with two counts of making terroristic threats uh, from what I understand he threatened their lives so here's someone who wants to think it's okay 19 year old what was he 140 pounds of almost nothing you know what was he 5 nothing he's a coward a little punk because he knows police have rules and they have to follow those rules and only necessary force can be used to place him in custody and he's a tough guy threatening their lives while he's in handcuffs because they know that they have rules Uh, and he's a tough guy driving around Scranton firing into homes at 4 o'clock in the morning indiscriminately when when the little tough guy has got a gun He he has no idea about consequences, because he was arrested and held for $50,000 bail and was held in jail for a week. And then from whatever court hearing happened, his bail was changed to cash bail to unsecured bail and released and released to do what? Put the entire area, community, and by community, I mean Northeast Pennsylvania in danger, imminent danger, gunfire danger. And if the investigation turns out that he is involved with this incident, he was, by all means, probable cause exists, he was involved in earlier shootings that morning. Let the investigators do their work. But yes, our justice system is broken. I'm going to continue to stay away from politics here. Everything I've seen so far from the top down has been supportive of anything the officers need to do this job as we move forward as they find out more and more the how in depth this individual goes these individuals go what kind of organization they're part of if any i wouldn't expect i wouldn't i would not expect to not hear something more today by this evening just like yesterday You know, yesterday evening, here they are. They got this guy that they were looking for. Somehow connected to this incident as a whole. And let their investigation work to prove what they need to prove. And we'll see. But he's a punk. And again, now living in Mayfield. You know, I checked with people. Mayfield's the next town over from me. You know, I checked with people there. They really had no uh, information on this guy. But... In some of his videos that he posted on social media, unrelated to this, he was taunting other gang members, rival gang members, to come up to Mayfield. I'll shoot it out with you. Putting the entire community of Mayfield in danger. This is this type of punk. This is the cancer. And what do you need to do? You need to cut out cancer. And you know what? Some cancer can be saved. Some people... But some you just have to kill. You have to destroy that cancer. And by that, I mean put in prison where they cannot harm anyone but themselves. Let me go to the phones. We have uh, Chris from Clark Summit on Problems in Scranton. Chris.
1: Hey, uh, Ron, how are you? I listen to your show all the time. Um, I just want to say this. You think it's bad now? Wait. Wait until you see when that train comes through here. The drugs are going to come in there off that, off that train. The problems are all these gangbangers coming in here. And my grandfather worked out East Orange, New Jersey, right? When he was there, it was all, all okay. When he moved away there, he had bars on his windows. And he said, Chris, when heroin hits here, remind you, you're going to have major, major problems. And you know what? I've been seeing that for the past 15 years. And it's getting worse and worse and worse. And my hat's off to those uh, police officers and the state police and everybody that's in law enforcement. I hope they go through everybody's block and clean house here. I really do.
0: Well, I've given my warning from the start. Be careful what you wish for when it comes to that railroad. Uh, similar things like this have happened out in San Diego. They ex- extended their railroad into the suburbs where their high-dollar shopping mall was, and all it did was bring crime there. Um, So be careful what you wish for. I mean, a railroad might sound good, and maybe it will be if it's done properly with the right policing. But if you don't think we have enough law enforcement presence here, you give a direct train to Newark and New York City and, uh, you know, the Poconos. You're going to want to maybe double the forces we have here at this point. Chris, I appreciate you checking in.
1: All right. Thank you. Have a good evening. Thank
0: you. It's uh 3.32 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 45 degrees and mostly sunny at 3.37. A texter brought up a great point. Um, there's really no need to harp on the the train service that may or may not come here in, in what, five years or six years or 10 years or 20 years. Uh, it's already here. I mean, look at the carjackers in Scranton that we're here from. New York and New Jersey, who said uh, they're specifically targeting this area because of a low police presence compared to their municipalities uh, and and high-dollar cars. And the fact that it's quiet here and it's not expected. Um, this, and again, uh, I got a text message from someone who said, uh, was that assault on state troopers in Florida or here? No, it was here in Pennsylvania. I have the Pennsylvania arrest records in front of me. That assault on the troopers threatening them and resisting arrest was here in Pennsylvania. But the address he gave at that time in September of 2023 was Davenport, Florida, which is just south of Orlando, if you're not familiar with the area. Did he live there? How long ago he lived there? Was he just giving that to throw it off? Um, I don't know. But that's the that's the address he gave in uh, September of 2023 when he was arrested here in northeast Pennsylvania for assaulting state troopers and resisting arrest and threatening them. The address on his arrest paperwork from yesterday shows a Mayfield, Pennsylvania address. So that's some clarification on that. But, you know, crime is here. Drugs is here. Gangs are already here. Uh, do we have it better than a lot of other areas? Yes. It's why I moved to this area to 20 years ago to spend the rest of my life and raise my kids. Is it something we need to combat? Uh, absolutely. That's why handling the little things, handling when it's small, showing it, Showing these individuals that it's not tolerated here, believe me, that word gets back to people. That word gets back to their fellow gang members, people they're telling. Because they, it is a network. They're telling people, hey, man, come on up here. It's easy. It's, it's, it's a gold mine. We'll, we'll make a killing here. That's why you have the gangbangers who can't make it in Philadelphia, Baltimore, Newark, New York City. Come here because they try and come here. They play this big, I'm a big gang member here. Uh, we see it time and time again here when they're nothing, but they come here and they're a little higher up on that food chain and it makes them feel good. And not only weren't they high up or even a good gang member where they came from, you know, they come here and they start manipulating the local youth to join them, to hang out with them, to be part of them. When basically they couldn't make it where they came from, you know, they were the, the lower lowest of the low in, in that establishment wherever they were. So they came here to make it a little bigger, just like, a, just like a, anything else. But we need to take it seriously. We need to take this incident seriously. And after this, I hope when the city of Scranton, northeast Pennsylvania, the state does an after-action report that why did gang members feel it necessary and okay and that they could drive around our streets and just shoot up things. Why did they think it was okay to open fire at law enforcement when they got pulled over instead of surrendering, throwing the gun under the seat, putting their hands up, and just dealing with it? Because quite honestly, if they just would have did that, how much time would they have really spent in jail? And that's another problem that we can get into. But a serious after-action report needs to be done in Northeast Pennsylvania. I would like to see a serious joint area task force on gangs and... There's going to have to be state legislation for gang enhancement. If this is going to be a problem, If and I'm saying if these individuals are tied to organized gang activity, not just what they call themselves, not just what they want to say they are, not just what they want to pretend, if, if they can be associated with known organized gangs— we need to take this a little more seriously. We need to do something on the legislative level to give our law enforcement, our prosecutors, the avenues to go at them head-on, to take these cowards on, because that's what they are—they're cowards. It's as simple as that. Uh, let's go to the phone. I have uh, Ray from Wilkesbury on police protection. Ray.
2: Yeah, Rob, I don't know if this has anything to do with yesterday, but I like to see one thing be told with the governor ASAP. Everybody except for law enforcement with these tinted windows—they need to go. All this tin glass needs to go in these vehicles. And I know I took the PA day inspection test, and any alterations to a vehicle disqualifies it for inspection. So for the inspection stations that are doing it out there, it's illegal.
0: You bring up a good point. Uh, and, again, this is something after the fact that's going to have to be talked out. If local law enforcement is saying that this is a safety issue, this is a problem, then they need to start enforcing those laws. Uh, they're on the books. Do they have the proper meters to test for it to do what they need to do? Uh, again, that's things that this a true after-action report needs to find and start to target to make these interactions more safe if they go to pull cars over or stop people.
2: Yeah, and one of the issues I was going to tell you, you know, a lot, a lot of places still want to defund police. I think they're crazy. I, I know this might sound bizarre, but I think every everybody in law enforcement right now should take 30 days off, let the public handle everything on their own. See how long they last that they won't be on their knees begging for law enforcement to come back
0: well all these cities that, that did actually defund the police and talked about it and had the big mantra are feeling the consequences of that and we're seeing firsthand their test cases of how bad of an idea that was so i don't think it needs to go there uh you know but uh you bring up a great point that that was the mentality and is still the mentality in a lot of places ray i appreciate you call thank you thank you it's uh 343 here at Okay, we'll be back you're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 45 degrees outside, 346. Uh, I got the story from the Citizen's Voice where a Plains Township man wanted for failing to appear in court faces aggravated assault charges after spitting in the face of a township police officer. Antonio Santiago, 35, was arrested after officers responded to a domestic dispir- disturbance on St. James Street around nine ten p.m. Wednesday. Police said Santiago was wanted for failing to appear in court on theft charges out of Lackawanna County. After being taken to Luzerne County correctional facility, Santiago proceeded to spit in the face of the township police officer. Police charged Santiago with aggravated assault, aggravated harassment by a prisoner and harassment. Just goes to show the lack of respect for law enforcement out here. Here's someone who obviously stole something from Lackawanna County, theft charges, was released. Sent out, said, screw it. I'm not going to go to court. No big deal. There's no punishment here for crimes. Gets into another crime, a domestic dispute with someone. Gets arrested for having an outstanding warrant during that incident because they didn't show up to court for the theft charges and decides to spit in the cop's face because it's the cop's fault. You're a criminal. Didn't go to court because you're a criminal. And want to double down as being a criminal. That's just uh, you know some of the things that are happening out there. As far as lack of respect for law enforcement and a judicial system does not hold people accountable. I got a text message, too, that say there are medical exemptions for tinted windows. Uh, that the person who texted in said they have one themselves. Have two stories coming up there. Are, uh, nearly 300 workers are expected to be laid off across eight Pennsylvania facilities. Newbold Services, LLC, which has multiple locations across Cumberland and York counties, is expected to lay off 294 employees. According to the Department of Labor and Industries, Newbold Services, which has multiple locations, notified uh, of the layoffs. Two locations in brainingsville pennsylvania one location in Easton, pennsylvania three locations in carlisle pennsylvania one location in york pennsylvania and one location in hazelton pennsylvania they said the layoffs are expected to start about march 5th they're a south carolina company that provides janitorial staffing and security services so um economy's doing so well especially in those fields you know, janitorial, staffing, and security services. That's, that's an awful lot of layoffs uh, in Pennsylvania, 300 across eight facilities. We'll, we'll see. We've got a comb for call. Let me see. We got Jerry from Sawyersville on Tinted Windows. Jerry.
2: Yeah, sir. I'm calling about the Tinted Windows. Okay. My fiance a while back was pulled over because her windows were tinted too dark. Now, they were 15%. I don't consider 15% excessive. Now, I see tons and tons of people driving around with tinted windows, and I further pursued this with the state police. And I was told that they're not worried about the tinted windows. They're worried about solving other crimes, going after other criminals. I mean, okay, the state police, you can make money doing this. Make your money you know we're giving them billions of dollars millions of dollars and come on do your job you know what i mean it's like
0: well law, law enforcement's not done to make money it's done for the public safety and if that's why i said they need right. to look at it and if if law enforcement officers across the nation uh, across the state or across the commonwealth are saying hey you know uh this is a safety issue we're getting more gang members we're getting more people we can't see into the vehicles when we approach it it's making car stops you know let them justify the enforcement the rules are there, but should it become a priority is what I'm saying should it be more strictly enforced uh, it's not a money issue it should be a public safety issue but uh, you know well, that's for them to decide what percentage is a good percentage you know which which route is the best to take and, you know at this point I'm more worried about the officer fighting for his life after being shot in the head um if it turns out that tinted windows are restricting and helping gang members drive around our communities then it's something that needs to be looked at
2: well i look at it this way i mean if you're driving around with a limo tent on your window i can't see you how can you see out of the window yourself so it is a safety issue i mean i mean it goes to i mean it's me like driving around with sunglasses at night you know that's it's not
0: right. It's Yeah, I mean, based on my age, my night driving, my, my night blindness is getting worse and worse. So I don't, I couldn't have, like, I, I go visit friends in Florida and even their front windows are tinted. And I'm like, how do you drive at night like this? I can barely see with a regular window at night. Uh, I don't know how you're driving around with this tint. Uh, I mean, but that's just me. I mean, there are people who are texting in that say right. they have medical reasons for tinted windows. Um, there's a medical exemption. Uh, so if it's needed for something like that, You know, so be it. Right.
2: Right. But, I mean, if you can't see out of the window, I can't see in the window – that means you can't see out of the window. Oh,
0: there's a <laughs> there's a little more than that. I mean, there's these this tint yeah. is more where you could see out more than you could see in. And again, I I don't have them. I have the regular whatever comes standard on the cars on the sides windows. Right. Um. Right. It's just not something that interests me. But you know, i but being in law enforcement. I I know the situation, especially when we were pulling over known bad guys or, or girls. Um, you know, you're approaching a car that you can't see inside. You can't see them moving around or switching things and such like that. So it is a safety issue. And if right. it becomes uh, if it becomes identified as a problem that's enhancing gun, uh, not gun, gang, um, gang issues, well, then it needs to be brought up and and maybe dealt with a little harsher.
2: Now I'm from Wilkes Barre generally, and we have people being brought in here. While they're moving here from New York and New Jersey and their windows are, are tinted black as black. You know, I mean, come on. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a losing issue here. I mean,
0: it, it is not a priority obviously, but if it becomes a safety factor, then it needs to be, you know, maybe a secondary issue that's more strictly enforced.
2: True.
1: True.
0: All right. Jerry. But like I said, thank you. I appreciate you call. Thanks. Um, yeah. And, and like I said, there, As simple as that. Somebody said medical or tinted windows, uh, medical reason, question mark. I know people who have to wear dark, uh, full-cover glasses no matter what the light is uh, because of migraines, because of cataracts, because of uh, eye surgery issues and such like that. I know when you get certain surgeries, um, from that point on, you need some kind of protection on your eyes. There's a lot of reason. If you're a welder and you've damaged your eyes, uh, there's, there's issues out there. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into people's medical definitions, but if somebody texted in and said that their wife has a medical exemption for tempted windows, you know, I'm going to believe them. Sounds legitimate to me. There's plenty of exemptions for a lot of things when it comes to to stuff like this. Uh, keep your text messages coming in and feel free to call in. It's 570 883 0098. We're going to five three 355 for Bloomberg, Jake? Yeah? Okay. Um, we also have uh, I talked about those 300 workers in those eight Pennsylvania facilities there's also Penn Foster is closing a Scranton service center on an email Wednesday to employees CEO Bill Oaken said the company plans to reduce staffing by 10% nationwide and close its Penn Foster Ashworth student service center including Scranton Norcross Georgia and remote based teams will be winding down those operations over the next few months, ensuring a smooth transition for learners. Does it say how many? Doesn't say how many jobs that's gonna affect here. So we plan to continue operations in Scranton to support areas not impacted by today's announcement. We will uh, move to centralized support from students to align. So that's Penn Foster is also uh, closing its Scranton Service Center. More job losses when the economy's supposed to be doing pretty good. It's coming up on 355. It's time for the Bloomberg Money Minute. You're at the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 45 degrees and partly sunny out there. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature-controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit Uh, roadscholar.com. We've been talking about the updates on the police-involved shooting. In Scranton yesterday, where the officer who has been identified as uh, Detective Gil Martin is in critical but stable condition in Geisinger CMC Hospital. We're talking about the investigation and how we need to let the investigators do their job. Um you might not get the information as fast as you'd like. It may not put you at ease, but we need to let the professionals do the professional thing here, and that is to make sure every T is crossed, every I is dotted, not release hearsay, not release speculation, and absolutely not spread rumors that a defense attorney can use to help get these cretins out from what they deserve. It's 4 o'clock here on WILK News Radio. We'll be back.